Blog Talk Radio. From Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday Live, the end of the week program where we talk to the hot new upcoming bands and also to some of your favorite stars. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, broadcasting every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on the Blog Talk Radio Network, the Cyber Station USA Network, and our radio affiliates around the country. Today is New York City Day. Ivar Polly Johnson will be joining us from New York City in a few minutes to tell us about the preview of his new musical and how it went last night, and also to talk about the album from the show. And at 2.30 p.m. Eastern today, another New Yorker, Salome Dahlstrom, the dance queen whose songs you've heard but may not know it, will be joining us. This is your show. These bands are here to talk with you, so you can call in. 347 247-215-7511. 347-215-7511. Or email your questions and comments to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Or you can log into the chat room. The chat room is going to open up in a minute. My producer is waving at me. He's saying, yes, yes, we're opening the chat room. So if you're listening to us on the Blog Talk Network, you can uh, log in on the chat room. And don't forget to hit us on Twitter and also check out our website. And don't forget the hashtag, Music Friday. So check out our website, musicfriday.nationbuilder.com. But let me ask you, please, hold off on suggesting new bands. We are going through the suggestions we have received this summer. So many of you have made suggestions to us that the entire crew here at Music Friday is sort of up to our eyeballs in uh, listening to uh, to music. We are booking bands uh, that you've suggested uh, But uh, we are now full for August, so hold off on sending us those suggestions. But thank you. Keep on listening, obviously. (laughs) All right. And uh, check check out the reviews. And also you can read some of the bios of the bands uh, on the website. And drop drop a few comments on our blog. Well, I was at the Venerable Hotel Cafe nightclub Tuesday night, and I saw two very talented and very different acts, Lena Fare and uh, King Washington. Lena, of course, is the masterful, provocative, and unique songwriter who last month had 13 million YouTube views. She's going to be on the show later this month, so watch our Twitter feed for the exact date. Following her late night was King Washington, the very talented, melodic, hard rock band who you first met here on Music Friday Live before they launched. And they gave a rollicking performance last night before they headed off to their East Coast tour. So all of my listeners in New York and D.C. and Philly should check them out. We're going to have them back on the show when they, when they hit the East Coast. So we'll uh, give you an opportunity to talk to them. We're going to take a, a quick break right now. And when we come back, we'll be welcoming in all of our radio affiliates who are now in a news break. So don't go away. You're listening to Music Friday Live. This is Patrick O'Heffernan, your host, and for all of you who asked, and we got a couple emails, yes, that's Blame Sally, that's uh, that's their song, and we've been using it for some time now, and I really suggest you go see uh, Blame Sally's website and take a look at that one. Uh, that, that song, incidentally, is Big Big Bed. Well, I, again, I am Patrick O'Heffernan, your host of Music Friday Live, and I want to say hi and welcome to our radio listeners across the country, and a special shout-out to our listeners on KSKQF. M in Ashland, Oregon. Of course, Ashland, Oregon has the best Shakespeare festival in the country, and I've been there, I know. Multiple theaters going all the time. If you haven't done your vacation this summer, go on up to Ashland, Oregon, and check out the Shakespeare there. It is wonderful. In the meantime, you can join us here. You can call us. You can call us at 347-215-7511. You can email us, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And after the show, you know, check out our uh, 
our, uh, our website. And incidentally, for those of you who are downloading us as a podcast, and I know there are thousands of you who do that, you can email your questions for our guests after the show. We'll send them on. We'll take your email address off so you don't get put on any list you don't want to be on, but we'll, and then they can uh, respond to you. Well, we are about to talk to the composer of the best musical soundtrack of the year. Now, that's not an easy judgment for me to make. Soundtracks from musical theater or just concept albums in general are often lucky to have one breakout song while the rest of the album drags or even collapses of its own weight. And it's only August. You know, there may be more albums coming from fall productions. But after listening to the 18 songs on the soundtrack album Revolution in the Elbow of Ragnar Agnarsson, Furniture Painter, by Ivar Paljonsson, I think we have a winner, no matter what the rest of the year brings. The concept of both the album and the play, which previewed last night in New York City, is brilliant. And it, it's brilliant in how it takes big ideas and puts them in a small space where it's easy to relate to them, like an elbow. The music is also brilliant. It spans decades and genres. It, it soars into electric heights, and it gets down and dirty with energizing beats, and all performed by the Revolutionary Cellular Orchestra and a stunning cast of international all-stars. Just listening to the music has me thinking about cashing in my miles and going to New York to see the play. But today we have the next best thing. We have the honor of talking to the composer, Ivar Paul Jonsson. Ivar, welcome to Music Friday Live. Thank you, Patrick. Nice to talk to you. Uh, Ivar, I understand yes. that you had your first preview last night. Everything go well? Yes, it went very well. And yeah, it's, it's, it was a big uh, event for me. Uh, I've been, you know, uh, three and a half years ago, this was only an idea in, in my mind. So now it's finally on stage, and it was it was fantastic. I, I bet you're probably still high from that, and, and I really uh, appreciate you taking the time this morning when you're probably sitting there waiting for the reviews to come out. So thank you for for talking to us. And incidentally, for all my listeners in New York, you should go. Uh, Ivar, can you tell them how they can get tickets? Well, uh, just uh, online, uh, revolutionelbow.com. There's a link there to Ticketmaster. So I guess that's okay. the easiest way. And then you can also visit the theater and the, the, the box office there. That's the Minetta Lane Theater? Minetta right? Lane, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, we'll, we'll give more details later on. But, but I wanted to ask you, you started your, your musical journey I understand, as a journalist, which incidentally is where I started my journey. Now, yeah. before Elbow, you produced a number of albums, so you built your chops along the way. But I wonder, is there something in your experience, in your training, in your worldview as a journalist that helped shape revolution in the uh, Elbow of Ragnar Agnarsson? Well, um, you gain uh, a good perspective on everything when you're a journalist. You have to deal with basically, uh, well... It differs on on what kind of journalist you are, but uh, if you're writing, you know, general news stories, then you have to deal with every aspect of of life, and uh, you know, it certainly helps you, and uh, you get a, a broader perspective and a deeper understanding of of some issues, you know, that you wouldn't otherwise be bothered to think much about. So yeah, it 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 helped me, and you know, it's 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 helped me. Uh, develop uh, as a person. Well, you've said that um, you're not sure how you came up with the concept and the title. It was an, an idea that slowly emerged over three and a half years, and you wrote down the yeah. ideas. A lot of songs and a lot of plays develop like that until there's a catalytic event. Uh, was yeah. there a catalytic event that sort of kicked off your creativity? Yeah, well, uh, it kicked off, you know... Uh, the, there was a, an event that, that, you know, gave me the idea for the story and made me want to tell the story, you know. And um, uh, I guess it's no secret that we had quite an event in Iceland six years ago uh, mm. when, uh, you know, the economy collapsed. And it was uh, basically uh, a rather uh, sharp end to uh, a sort of a, uh, virtual reality of of prosperity, and uh, that's uh, you know that's the story I'm trying to tell. And uh, 
but it, it's not a story that's uh, uh, specific uh, to to Reykjavik uh, and Iceland. Uh, you know, it's a story that that basically uh, could happen anywhere. So I chose this rather surreal setting to make my storytelling, you know, abstract, and uh, uh, so it would not be tied to any special specific characters or places. So well, yeah, um, that's, that's the story I'm trying to tell. Well, that story, of course, did uh, reverberate uh, around the world. And I have to say, from, uh, from my perspective, Iceland handled it very well. You uh, helped out homeowners and you jailed the bankers. And I wish that we figure <laughs> out how to do that in our country here. Um, I, I have yes. a, a, a emails are, are coming in uh, from around the country for you. And several of them are asking two questions. Is yeah. there actually a Ragnar Agnarsson furniture painter, and does he have a hollow elbow? <laughs> well, there, 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 I found out later that there is a Ragnar Agnarsson. There's only one in Iceland, but uh, I did not know him personally, and uh, you know, uh, I, I have to apologize to him. But uh, yeah, well, uh, furniture painting is is some sort of profession that I I, I invented. You know, I don't think it. Exists. I don't think people generally go to IKEA or to pick up furniture to to paint them. But uh, um, yeah, well, well, uh, he he does not exist. This this character is totally, you know, and he's also oblivious of what is happening within his body. <laughs> um, one of the concepts that you introduce in, in in the play is called the prosperity machine, and uh, yes. We've been promised prosperity machines uh, from nuclear power to fracking to fast food, all of which created a lot more problems than they solved. Um, And and I want to play a a little bit of um, a a song that I think really kind of encapsulates all of that rather well. This is uh, Midas Reborn. Is this something new? You think you're Midas Reborn, turning all things to gold. Simple question Just tell me this What can you make out of nothing? I say nothing at all There's a line in that song, a little later in the song, that goes, easy money is a dangerous thing. And that's a lesson a lot of people never seem to learn, especially the ones who work on Wall Street. How did you learn it, or have you learned it? Well, uh, you know, this is what happened in Iceland. We had a lot of easy money. Uh, uh, People, uh, Icelanders, basically went overboard in, in in uh, getting loans from abroad and uh, they lived, you know, the high life uh, without worrying about the consequences. And, you know, when you have access to everything you want and you can finance anything you want, you become reckless and, and you are care- careless. And, um, you know, it's, it's a, you, you start to... Uh, be behave irresponsibly and uh, you know it, it's not a, a good good situation uh, you know for for anybody it it leads to uh, you know uh, the incentives are 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 uh, um, uh, screwed up and and you know uh, eventually you have you have to repay uh your debts and uh, that's when reality you know sets in and it can be quite harsh or somebody has uh, to when it finally arrives yeah yeah 
Uh, we're talking with uh, Ivar Poljonsson. He's composer of the album Revolution in the Elbow of Ragnar Agnarsson, furniture painter, and also the new play by that name. You can talk with him, 347-215-7511. Or if you're sitting at work with your headphones on and you're really not paying attention to that PowerPoint on the screen, but you're listening to us, you can email us, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Um, uh, Ivar, you kick off the album and the play with a very high-energy dance number. It's driven by a yeah. pulse-pounding kick drum, and, and, and I want to um, uh, listen to just a little bit of it here. First of all, let, let me say that's that's a song that I call an earworm, sort of one you can't get out of your your head. Now, yeah. you could have written the opening song in lots of different ways, and, and of course, many musicals start with kind of a low energy story introduction. But you chose a powerful primal percussion and soaring female vocalist to introduce the story. Now, I know yeah. beginnings are all, always the hardest part of creativity. Did that just sort of spell out of your mind at 4 a.m., or did you go through several approaches and finally settle on that one? Well, uh, it was actually a song I had, you know, written a few months prior to writing uh, the, the the outline of, of the story. So I I basically, you know, when when I, I had had it in my Arsenal, so so I, I just I felt it was the right song to begin uh, the, the the play or or the concept album, and you know I think it you know sets sets the mood and uh, I'm really you know I'm happy with with that decision. Uh, well, for, for, just for me, and I haven't seen the play, but for me, you know, right away it puts the audience, at least it put me on notice that. This is a story that's going to move along, and it really wakes you up. But doesn't yeah. it, it, I, I didn't sort of, and I go to I go to the theater for, uh, a lot. My wife's involved in theater, and a lot of times, you know, the curtain goes up and you kind of settle back and relax. Uh, yeah. You don't with that. <laughs> yeah, well, pay um, it's a it's a big dance number, and uh, uh, it's energetic, and we're you know setting the the play. And um, uh, the play or the piece is kind of uh, a merger between two worlds. It's, you know, I basically, I, I didn't want to, you know, give musical theater the finger, so to speak. Uh, I wanted to embrace it, but at the same time, I wanted it to, I wanted uh, the music to be something that I would myself listen to. So there are, there are a lot of aspects of classical musical theater in there, but... Um, but uh, uh, nevertheless, it's 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 quite different than than you know run of the mill. It's 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 not Mary Poppins, you know. <laughs> That's a, a um, understatement to say the least. Uh, well, yeah. we're we're getting a lot of emails. There are a lot of our listeners want to know about this. So why don't I start with um, um, uh, Barry in Detroit? And Barry says. Your topic is exactly what we need here in Detroit. The bank meltdown is one of the things that destroyed us and moved us towards uh, bankruptcy. Will you uh, go on the road and will you play it in Detroit? Because, boy, you can fill a house here easily enough. Yeah, well, uh, that would be a question uh, my producer would, could, could have a better answer to. But, yeah, I think uh, 
we're certainly uh, open to to bringing the show to as many places as possible because uh, I think this is a story that rela- relates to virtually any place in the world and everybody knows what what's being talked about so i think uh yeah hopefully we'll we'll be able to bring it uh, uh around the world someday well, well barry brings up an interesting point uh, and that is producing it in cities that have been devastated by the banking crisis that of course devastated your country and uh yeah uh obviously connection there we've got um, marvel in portland and marvel uh wants to know will you produce this in our in iceland um i think there are already talks about doing that uh and yeah uh, i certainly hope so uh okay. I'm, i don't have any any have any firm information on that though you, you've got to get through new york first right <laughs> well yeah yeah that's that's uh you know uh, we're quite busy with, with with that at the moment. Um, Rodney, 22, in New York City, wants to know: Did you do any out-of-town productions just to, to to measure how audiences like it? Uh, no, actually, we we didn't, and uh, this was the the first. You know, uh, this was basically the world premiere or or the 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 preview last night so it has never been you know produced before so you know it's quite quite a big step and uh, you know perhaps rather unusual you you must have been very very nervous last night <laughs> yes i was and uh, yeah. you know you're basically putting yourself and your your yourself out there and and uh, for people to see and judge, and uh, it's nerve-wracking, I have to well, say. I, for one, am, am, am glad you did. Um, we've got a lot of emails here. I'm going to do one more and then play some music, and uh, a lot of asked, uh, people have asked this question, so I will uh, read an email from uh, Teeter in San Francisco, and Teeter wants to know, what were your musical influences? It sounds like g- glam rock and queen, but the piece that uh, Patrick just played sounds much more primitive and jazzy so where did you get your musical influences from is there any rock in there well uh, uh, I'm a big David Bowie fan he's one of my uh, idols and uh, I also listen to uh, uh, classical music uh, Queen had a, quite an influence on me when I was young and uh, uh, also uh, yeah, I listened a lot to to Beethoven, <laughs> so he, he's a great influence. And and also I, um, you know, uh, relatively um, um, you know contemporary indie artists like Queens of the Stone Age and uh, of Montreal, Wilco, uh, Grizzly Bear, you know, or this this you know this this, this okay. contemporary indie scene I like. Uh, one of the standout songs, and just a second, I'm going to play it, is a song called Alone. And yeah. uh, that's done by the San Francisco Music Collective uh, called the Family Crest. Now, the Family yeah. Crest is, is kind of an unusual group. They've got eight core members and 700 other people scattered around yeah. the world. Um, yeah. And they have a philosophy that anyone can sing if you give them the opportunity. Um, do you yeah. think they're right? Um <laughs> well, uh, I haven't really thought about that, but yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, um, a friend of mine, uh, you know, I, I would, you know, I would not encourage him to karaoke, but uh, uh, I'm sure he can learn, you know, eventually. I think every, everybody can. I think it's just a matter of of, of practicing. Um, uh, you know, I'm sure. Well, well, people pay me not to sing. That's why I'm on the radio. Uh, let's <laughs> listen to a, a, a little bit of, of Alone here. All my dreams, my desires, a power game. I'm just a human looking for love. 
That was uh, Leah McCormick of the Family Crest, uh, but uh, I understand the music uh, was not the Family Crest. Now, there's a gut punch of a line in that song. I'm all alone, and I know you all despise me. (laughs) Uh, That's something I I, I hope I never have to sing. Um, Is that the character Mayor Manuela singing there? No, uh, that's that's, uh, Peter. Mm. Uh, who invents the prosperity machine and uh, <laughs> who uh, becomes the fall, fall guy uh, in the society. Um, we've had this uh, story play out in Iceland where people started blaming each other for, for what happened. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he, uh, you know, in, in, this, in this play, he's, he's the fall guy and, and he, uh, he, uh, together, he and and uh, the male Manuela, they they uh, established this company called Prosperity, Pro- Prosperity Machine Inc. Uh, but uh, he takes the blame when everything goes haywire. Well, well, Manuela is is, is kind of an interesting character. Uh, y- your site describes him as a pragmatic leader, maybe a little bit evil, who pulls the strings. Now that yeah. could destroy describe most world and local leaders who have any kind of hegemonic power. Is yeah. that an Icelandic view of the world? Um, uh, yeah, people are really uh, skeptical of politicians in Iceland and, you know, understandably. Uh, Manuela is the, you know, the politician with a capital P. She's an opportunist and uh, she uh, uh, does everything you know, uh, in her power to survive, and uh, she does what's necessary. Uh, but she's not, you know, she's well-intentioned, like most politicians are, They're just a little bit evil, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> and uh, they are kind of the fruit of uh, our our system, our political system that, you know, encourages corruption, I think. Um <sighs> So uh, you know, uh, it's oh. not all black or white. It's, it's it's somewhere in between. Which which sounds like reality. And and the more you talk about this, the, the more I'm I'm uh, uh, looking at uh, how many miles I have, so I can come to New York and see the play. This sounds absolutely <laughs> wonderful. Uh, we're yeah, we're talking you. with Ivar uh, Paljonsson, uh, composer of the album Revolution in the Elbow of Ragnar Agarsson, furniture painter, and also the new play of that name. Uh, we have time for for one more song, and this is this is one of my favorite songs. Um, this is called Oh God. I think, Ivar, that yes. she expresses a sentiment that we've all felt at some time. But yes. um, when I first heard that song, uh, I couldn't. I, I had to think of climate change. Um, yes. Sort of a collective. Oh God, what have we done? Does, does yes. that strike you as, as odd, or could that be an anthem for the stopping climate change movement? Um. Actually, it's it's a bit out of con- in in within the the play the context of the play. This is the mayor uh, expressing her uh, you know grief over over basically sacrificing uh, Peter, the the banker. So um, you know, but uh, I think uh, you know this this could be construed. Uh, basically in, in 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 any way you like you know because it is uh, an abstract lyric and it can be taken into any concept you know these are the feelings that these are certain feelings that everyone has you know and uh yeah so i guess okay. that's, that's possible 
All right. Well, I'll continue to think of it that way. Unfortunately, we are out of time. So uh, I want to, first of all, thank you very much for taking the time today when I know you've got to get ready for uh, the production tonight. So thank you for joining us today, Ivar. My pleasure. The name of the album and the play is Revolution in the Elbow of Ragnar Agnarsson, Furniture Painter. And I really recommend you buy the album on, online. You can go to uh, iTunes or you can go directly to, to the website. The play opens and opened last night at the Manetta Lane Theater. That's 18 Manetta Lane in Greenwich Village, one block south of West 3rd Street at 6th Avenue. Tickets, videos, photos, music, and more can be found at www.revolutionelbow.com. And I really recommend it. And I envy all you people in New York that can go see it tonight. We have to take a break. And, and when we come back, Salme Dahlstrom, the queen of dance music, and a whole lot more. Don't go away. You're listening to Music Friday Live. Cameo Entertainment Group and CyberStation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive CyberStation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. CyberStation USA. Always on the go. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to operationhomefront.net. We're back at Music Friday Live. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan and uh, your host today, and we would love to hear from you. You can call in 347-215-7511. You can email us. You can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. The chat room is open. If you're listening to us on the Blog Talk uh, Network, the chat room is open, so feel free to uh, let us know. Uh, and right now, um, I, I want to tell you about our wonderful sponsor, Solar City. Now, you know that solar power is a huge win-win for homeowners, but a lot of people are reluctant to take the plunge into solar because of the upfront costs. Well, with Solar City, you can go solar for zero upfront cost on approved credit. That's right. Solar City will come out, they'll install a solar system on your home for free. You only pay for the power you use, just like you do with the utility company, except, of course, you use a lot less power because the sun's making it for you. Solar City pays for the system, it insures the system, it maintains the system. All you do is enjoy the savings. So if you have been ready for Solar City, for solar power, but solar power hasn't been ready for you, it is now at Solar City, America's number one clean energy provider. The way you find out is you call a number. I've got a number here for you. Got your pencil and paper ready? You call 909-618-6937. That's 909 909- 618-6937. That number will take you to Tina. Tina is my representative at Solar City. If you tell her I told you to call, she will give you a discount on your order. So that's 909-618-6937. Tell her Patrick said to call. Well, back to music. If you've been following our Twitter and uh, Instagram feeds, you saw the hashtag Dancing With My Earphones On. And that's what I've been doing all week, preparing for our next guest by listening to her music, watching her videos, and learning more about how remarkable she is. People call her the dance queen, but she is a whole lot more. Salme Dahlstrom is an electro-pop dance music artist, but like I said, I prefer to think of her as a fountain of youth, following Wavy Gravy's dictum that you don't stop dancing because you get old, you get old because you stop dancing. As long as Salme is recording and playing music, the nation will stay young and it'll keep on its feet. She's perfected the art of making people get up and rock out while telling stories and pulling emotions. She's always moving as fast as her songs. She puts radio-ready cuts like Superstar Car Crash and tracks like Come On Y'all 
uh, out there. She lands songs on the Billboard dance charts and the Global Dance Track Top 100. And this summer, she produced a new single, a new video, and she has a new album coming, coming out. Plus, she's a mom, or maybe she can do all that because she is a mom. In any case, it's a joy and an honor to introduce you all to Salme Dahlstrom, Queen of Dance Music. Salme, welcome to Music Friday Live. Thank you so much, Patrick. That was uh, quite the introduction, I have to say. Well, as Henry Kissinger used to say, it has the added advantage of being true. Well, you know what Dorothy Parker said, I don't care what people say about me as long as it isn't true. <laughs> but I like yeah, I gotta, yours better. Let's go with that one. <laughs> okay, I got to remember that. Well, the more uh, Salvi, the more I I got to know um, your music this week, the more I I saw how great Wavy Gravy was right that dancing does keep you young, and and you seem to have found that magic and the way to give it to others. So, what is your secret in crafting music that makes people get up and move? Oh wow. Well, I, the short answer is if I knew, I would bottle it up and I'd sell it for $39.99 on TV. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but if I had to guess, I just go with my gut. I do what I love, and I hope that other people like it too. Well, a, a lot of uh, electronic dance music just, just passes right through me, and it passes through a lot of other people, too. It, it has no personality, no particular reason to be. But your music is extroverted. It has personality bursting through it at every bar. Uh, does that reflect your personality? Um, hopefully. <laughs> uh, like I said, I, this, I do what feels good, you know? I love big sounds. I always loved bands who had big sounds, be it, you know, 80s hair metal, which is a bad word these days, but they had huge sounds. Phil Spector in the 60s, the breakbeat movement in the 90s, big sound, loved it. And you got to have big attitude to go with that, you know, and so, you know, I kind of went with it. Well, and, I mean, and, we're, uh, we're, I'm we're, having we're, fun with it. Well, we're certain we're having fun with it too, and we certainly are glad that you did go with it. Now, here's uh, your new single, and I think it shows how carefully you craft your music. So let's listen to a little bit of uh, "Pop Your Heart Out." Is so intricate. I mean, it simultaneously makes me think and pay attention, and also get lost in all the hooks and dance. Cool. I'm, I'm, it's a good thing I have a long extension on my headphones here. Um, and you're a good you, dancer, I hear. It all works, uh, right? <laughs> uh, you've been doing your research, huh? I have. Uh, 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 okay. Um, when you put that together, did you start with the beat or with the concept or with the lyrics? Well, it was the it was the first song that I finished or you know started producing for the new record that's coming out, the new album that's coming out. And my last album, the Acid Cowgirl, Cowgirl Audio Trade, it was all high speed energy, you know. And I said, well, what what is the new thing I want to bring? And I I said I want to bring soul to it. And mind you, I, I told my publicist, well, you know, I have as much soul as John Bon Jovi, I said jokingly. And of course he put it in the press release, and now John is mad at me. But what I meant by that was I'm, I'm not a, a, an R&B singer or a soul singer, but, you know, if you feel it, you kind of got to go with it. So I said, I want to I bring a little more emotion and, and talk about feelings. So I, I created this character that I call... Um, the self-appointed expert on the politics of love and you know somebody who wears their heart on their sleeve and, and tries to see the, the 
good and everything and just, you know, loving 60s hippie character with an electronic synth under her arm. So that's kind of from the point of where I wrote this song. And I wanted to bring a lot of organic instruments into it. So there's piano, there's guitar, and then mix it up with the electronic sounds that are fun for me and that are, you know, that's what I do too. So I had some new toys in the studio, had some, you know, chaos pads, some glitch hop effects and stuff, and kind of brought the two together. Well, it, it, it certainly worked. And uh, it, like I say, it's, it's very intricate and it's very precisely crafted. And uh, I, I, I've been, like I say, I've been dancing all, all, all week with it. Now, now, how did you get into dance music? You know, a, a woman with your talent, you could have done pop or rock or jazz or any number of musical forms. Why dance music? How did that happen? Well, I started out doing, I guess, rock music. I played in bands as a teenager, you know, and when it's guitars, bass, and drums, it's a rock band, basically. Uh, but I discovered... Um, that I loved studio work and uh, the whole nowadays any kind of music is made on a computer you know even if you're making an organic soul record you're still going to record into the computer so it's a big part of the production of music these days and I discovered that I loved the programming of parts combined with a pop rock background so as a songwriter, I'd say I come from a, a pop rock writer. You know, I, I like to have a, they say, don't bore us, get to the chorus. The chorus is the main thing. It has to build up to it. It has to have a release. That's, that's where the payoff is. But then there's a lot of stuff in dance music that I love. It, it has a, a beat. It has a drive. It has a repetitiveness that sometimes is very, very cool, especially for me if you combine it with a good hook, pop hook. Well, you do that quite well. I, I want to say that 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 this that this song, uh, uh, "Pop Your Heart Out," um, is from a new album that you have coming out this September, which I believe is uh, "Pop Propaganda Volume Two: Retro Funk Soul uh, Junction," and that's a follow-up to your album, as you said, "Acid Cowgirl," um, and also I believe there's a uh, "Pop Propaganda Volume One EP. Now, are yeah. you still in the studio putting together uh, the uh, Volume Two album? Uh, we just wrapped it up, so now it's uh, it's being uh, mastered, and they're they're putting the final touches on all the details that have to be done. Uh, we we did a video for Pop Your Heart Out and all of that. So come September 16th, we're ready. Well, September 16th, we will announce it uh, here and make sure that all of our uh, our listeners uh, zoom to your website and get a copy. Because it's going to be, I, just from the one song I've heard, it's going to be dynamite. Now, you said you love producing, and you, you produce all your own recordings. Is that, that's right? Is that correct? Yes. Yes. So you do it all. You write, you sing, you play, you record, you produce. You're a multitasker. Um, is, is that part of your secret to, to getting things so right, all those little details that you put in your music, is that you've learned how to multitask? Maybe. I, I mean, this is what I know. Uh -huh. You know, I've 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 worked with producers. I had record deals in the past, and you know, you work with other people. Sometimes it's great, sometimes it's not. But it just happened that I heard the things that I heard in my head. I spent enough time in the studio, so I learned how to do it myself, and you know, add to that that I love doing it. And there you go. I, I'm, oh. you know, I'm happy playing live and all of those things, but also just sitting. I'm total lab rat. Love sitting there. <laughs> I'm going to quote you on that. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I see you're also a mom, um, mm -hmm. uh, and it looks like you have a daughter who's getting into music. Is that right? Yes, she is. She's already a rock star. Now it's only the the small detail of learning how to play. <laughs> Everybody's children is a rock star, and that, that little detail there. <laughs> true, true. Uh, right. Uh, how has uh, raising a, a daughter affected your music, or has it affected your music? It has definitely affected my work ethic. Um, before um, my daughter was, was born, my time was my own. 
And, you know, as, as an artist, you often don't look at every project objectively and say, hey, is this a good project? Could I make money on this? Is it worth my time? If you have the time, you put it in because you never know what's going to happen sort of a thing. So uh, I've always been a workaholic, but I used to do two sessions a day, and you just keep pushing, you keep pushing, you never know what's going to give. And then my daughter was born, and from that second on, she dictated my time. You know, she 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 gave away how much time I had to make music because she needed things. And uh, that was a wake-up call for me, at least, to... Um, maybe evaluate projects I was working on saying, is this worth my time? I don't have all the time in the world anymore. Is this worth the four hours that I have today? Is that the best way to spend my time? And that really helped me to get organized business-wise and focus on things that would um, be, be better and, or, you know, have, have more potential, so to speak, rather than just jump in feet first whenever anybody called does your daughter um, go into the studio with you? Yeah, she's been in the studio, I mean, pretty much from the day we brought her home, she's been in there um, making noise and whatnot, and she she still doesn't quite understand the process of it, but she she's tried a couple of instruments. The latest one is she plays the drums, so we have little band practices, her and me, um, and she really wanted to have a song on the next album that I'm going to make. And I said to her, well, you know, it has to be a good song. I'm just not going to put a song on there because you tell me to. So we've been kind of writing, and we've been at it for a while, and I think we have something. I think we have a song, and we practice it, and, and I think it might end up on the next album. Wow. Well, I'm, I'll look forward to that. Is she listening right now? No, she's not. Oh, okay. Right. Her <laughs> ego wouldn't handle it, believe me. <laughs> first time we had band practice, and it was the first time for her when she was playing together with somebody else and realized we were making music, not just banging on an instrument. And when we went through the song the first time, when we finished, she stood up and she screamed, I'm going to be famous. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was kind of funny. And that's where I said, well, you know, practice would be good, too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so she's got well, to go. You know now we just have to nail the other stuff. Right. Well, you have quite an adventure ahead of you. I know I've been I've, I've been on that adventure myself. Uh, we're talking with Thalme Dahlstrom, a queen of dance music. You can talk with her, too, at 347-215-7511. Or you can email us. A lot of you are emailing questions for Thalme, so we'll, we'll read some of your email. But first, I, I really want to uh, play some more music. Um, um, now you're called the the licensing queen um, because you're so good at getting your your music licensed for television and commercials and and here's a song that's that's apparently a major hardworking song for you. This is Come On Y'all. Now, uh, that song was um, licensed for CoverGirl makeup uh, commercial, as I understand yep. it. And uh, it's also from your Acid Cowgirl album. When you put a song like that together, do you have in the back of your mind how it might be licensed? At the time I did the Acid Cowgirl album, I knew very little about licensing, um, which uh, surprises a lot of people. But I... I, none of the songs on that album were written thinking, hey, this would be great for you know, this or that kind of thing, because I had no idea writing most of those songs that licensing even existed. Mm. Um, is that still the case, or, or, or do you now write songs that you know that you want to have potential for licensing? 
Um, I wish I could say no, but when you, when, you know, I mean, I think for anybody, if you go to an artist who has a number one song, they're going to look at that and go, hmm, how can I do that again? You know? Um, And and so that's always going to be in the back of your mind. But I I think I've come to the conclusion that I I do want to do it again. I'd love to have another song that has as big an impact as Kamalyaz had with, I don't know, 20, 30-plus commercials it's been in. Um, But I don't want to duplicate it. I just want to keep writing on that level, and I think that would that's going to be a better uh, use of my time than trying to make Kamal Part 2. I think that's bound to fail. Okay. Well, I, I can't see anything you do failing, but um, uh, I've, I've got a couple of songs of yours that actually uh, really resonate with me. This one particularly... Um, I'm going to play a little bit of, of Hello, Hello California here. Talk about why it doesn't make Now, that was uh, written in 2008. It was from your Acid Cowgirl album, and I believe you wrote it for the Friends spinoff, Joey. Um, yeah. Would you still like to be a California girl? Well, like the song says, I'm, you know, I'm a New York uh, girl, but just for one night, absolutely. <laughs> well, I certainly hope that, that when the new album is released next month, uh, you at some point do a tour, which includes Los Angeles, and if you do, the, um, the Music Friday Live crew will personally take you to the beach in Santa Monica and crown you an honorary California girl. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm going to hold you to it. Okay. Oh, that won't be hard. And if, and if your daughter's uh, with you on the tour, we'll crown her too. Okay. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, uh, we are talking with uh, Salome Dahlstrom, queen of dance music, and you can talk with her too. You can call us, 347 215 we're, we're getting a lot of emails here, so uh, maybe I'm, I should read some of the emails. Um, first of all, Best Boy 5 in, in Boston wants to know, do you ever go out on tour, and if you do, how do you arrange for uh, dance jams? And I wish I knew what a dance jam is, then I could answer the question. I think he means um, uh, a dance party, uh, a ah, nightclub yes. that's turned over to dancing. Oh, okay. Well, I definitely, I'm, I'm putting a, a, a touring band together right now and um, looking to tour in the fall in support of the album. And like I said, would love it if uh, we made it all the way out to the West Coast. And uh, when we do, you will know we're there, and uh, we'll make sure that Boston Boy here knows uh, uh, where the party's at when we come to Boston. Okay, all right. Um, Sandy in Austin wants to know, um, and I think you answered this, but uh, just make sure, are you encouraging your daughter to um, get into the music business? I'm not discouraging her to do it. Um, I want her to do what makes her happy. I'm not pushing her into it, but she seems to have a natural um, talent and curiosity about it. So I guess we'll see. She's still young, so God knows where it'll end up. That's true. Um, uh, Robles in in Los Angeles wants to know, what is the dance scene like in New York? Out here, it's, it's mostly big festivals and outdoors with occasional warehouses. What's it like in New York City? We have a lot of that too, a lot of outdoor stuff uh, going on, and then we we have a pretty good club scene in New York City still. It, it's not what it used to be, I guess, in the '90s and so on and so forth, but it's it's still really really good, and we have lots of great DJs coming through. So 
Um, I'd say you can go out and dance every night if you want to. You just got to know where to look. Okay. Um, I was at a, uh, a party in Detroit uh, last week with with, the D, with DJs, and it, it t- they took over the Science Museum, and it was a lot of fun. Oh wow! Yeah, right. Um, Ch- uh, Checker in Philadelphia wants to know what electronics do you use in the studio? My favorite um, keyboard is a Virus Ti. Just love it, um, and um, I use the Chaos Pad quite a bit just to sort of mess with the sound or do my little effects on it. Um, and I also like the Nexus 2, which is a software um, keyboard. It has amazing sounds that are really cool to use. And then I, I always mix it in with guitars and, and piano or, or something like that, like more organic stuff. But those are the, the electronics that I'm, I'm really loving at the moment. We are getting close to the end of the show, and I do want to play one more song. This is a reality check. I, I really like that. I'm so sorry we are out of time. That was reality check. But uh, uh, Sami, thank you so much for, for being with, uh, with us today. Uh, it really has been a pleasure to talk with you and listen to your music. Thanks for having me, Patrick. This, uh, I had a blast. Uh, Sami Dahlstrom, you must go to her website. It's one of the best websites out there for a, a musical artist. That's www.salmeland.com. And like I say, it's very well organized and it's very entertaining. It's where you start to get her albums and her songs. There's a long list of her music there. You should collect all of it. Or you can go to iTunes or but I really recommend a tour through salmeland.com. You've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from Cyberstation USA, Blog Talk Radio, and our radio affiliates. If you like our Facebook page or follow our Twitter feed, you'll get real-time updates on our guests. Vote for your favorite musician or Music Friday nationbuilder.com, although hold off for a while. We've got uh, our, our August is booked already. Um, our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Our intern is Angeline Serrano. You can download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com slash musicfriday. Be here next Friday. Rhett Smith will be with us and also blues goddess Jessie Payo. You're going to love this one. Check out our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we will update you on the guests of the week, and you can follow all along. Meanwhile, we're going to say goodnight now and have a great musical weekend, and here's some more Reality Check. <laughs>